You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. October 26th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, I'm back. It's All right, fun. Joe. <laughs> Missed you, man. Glad uh, you're here. Staycation was wonderful. Uh, got got a lot of house projects done and uh, got a chance to relax, but uh, kept my eyes on what was going on with baseball, with the World Series, with all the action that's going on there. Uh, a lot of surprises, a lot of fun. Boy, what, it was a hell of a weekend for that that series. Uh, I thought Game Four, uh, the the ending to Game Four was about as 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 exciting a, a ball game as you're going to see. Yeah, Brett Phillips. I mean, that was like Michael re, Michael Martinez reincarnated, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, we only wish that was Michael Martinez yeah. reincarnated. If if Michael Martinez had come through like Brett Phillips did, then the Indians would be singing a completely different song right now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, to to see that that happen and then. You know, what the heck was going on with Randy Rosarina flying around third base, falling down, <laughs> yeah. stumbling, looking like Daniel Johnson with uh, with nobody in front of him at the 20-yard line. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I thought the ending to that game was uh, just probably a signature moment for the, the postseason and exactly what Major League Baseball needed in this kind of, you know, crazy season where – uh, everybody's sort of watching to see, you know, will this be the ca- same kind of excitement as with no fans in the stands or half the fans in the stands? Uh, I just think that the baseball really delivered in that moment. Yeah, great moment. And that's, you know, baseball, the, you know, the World Series is full of stuff like that. You know, guys out of nowhere having great series, but not maybe, maybe not like that. But yeah. it reminded me, uh, uh, Rosaria uh, uh, reminded me of Enrique uh, uh Enrique right. Wilson, remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indians against the Yankees, fall tripping his way around third base. But right. Randy did like he did like two somersaults or a barrel roll. It right. was unbelievable. And and, and, then to, and then to have the presence to get up and and see where the ball was and then dive across the plate again, uh, you know, just uh, a heck of a baseball play. Who knows what the Dodgers were thinking or doing at that at that moment and. And you'd think that the the Rays would take that momentum and, and sort of carry it and, and forward. Maybe maybe that'd be it. The uh, the Dodgers, uh, you know, let their foot up off the gas. But last night, Clayton Kershaw comes out has a strong performance and uh, and the sort of the the all or nothing Rays offense uh, uh, gave him two runs. Not enough to 
to, to win the game there in, in game five. And now the, the Dodgers are a win away from their first World Series since 1988. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, you know, another, uh, another good game Sunday night, 4-2, you know, low, you know, well, you know, at, at least, uh, you know, Kershaw, uh, you know, kind of improved his uh, postseason legacy. Uh, all-time strikeout leader uh, among uh, postseason pitchers. I think he's 13 and 12. This guy's pitched over like 38 games in the postseason, Joe. I mean, that's when, when the Dodgers get into the postseason every year like they do. I mean, you're going you're gonna to be good and you're going to be bad, too, I think. But he, he, was, he, was, he was decent. Sunday night, uh, they lifted him, what, a two-pitch inning? And they right. lift him after. <laughs> but their bullpen pitched well. And, uh, you know, the, the Rays, I think, you know, they were still fired up about uh, Phillips because they ran the bases a, a little uh, a little out of control. A little so, aggressively, I'd say, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, a Rosarina gets thrown, uh, you know, thrown out at second trying to advance. And then Margot, I don't know what – he, he looked like he was riding a scooter around the bases for a while. I mean, well, just in, in watching Jose Ramirez run the bases for the Indians during the season, we're used to seeing guys, uh, you know, a guy be aggressive like that. And, and Margot in stealing second base and going to third, he, he looked like he, uh, on the, the play where he had stolen second base, they overthrew it or the ball got away, and then he couldn't decide whether or not he was going to third, and he finally decided yeah. – he goes and he almost gets thrown out there by oversliding. Uh, you know, and you would think at that point that you're, you've got one in the, you got one in the hand, man. You, you, you're, you took an advantage by getting to third base with nobody out. Uh, the Rays just weren't able to capitalize. And that's what sort of forced his, his yeah. thought process into, you know, two outs, I got to make something happen. And that's a great point. And, you know, Kershaw's a left-hander. And he's, you know, he's got his back toward third base. He's got that, that weird kind of stretch, you know, where he stretch comes mm-hmm. way up in the stretch position coming down to the set. And, uh, you know, and Margot had a great jump. I mean, he, he was halfway down right. the line before he took off. But, uh, you know, Max Muncy did a great job yelling to Kershaw that he was going from first base. And uh, I, I was listening to some of the analysts, and they said Kermeyer, you know, really didn't have to get out of the box as, as much as he did. Right, and exactly. That kind of gave the catcher because uh, Kershaw's throw home was a little offline, was high and outside. It was and, up uh, the first baseline a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And, if, uh, uh, if, if Kiermaier stays put a little while longer, it makes the catcher have to stay back a little bit more. And that might have made all the difference in the world. It was like Yogi Berra and Jackie Robinson. You know, and you see those old that old uh, film clip of when Jackie Robinson steals home against in the World Series? Well, um, that's that's the other thing that I thought was so uh, so interesting. Uh, Sarah Langs, uh, one of the MLB.com writers, she posted a a note after that that play that um, it, it's been 2002. Brad Fulmer uh, stole home in the World Series, but nobody had done so between 1964 and 2002. So Tim McCarver in 1964 was the first one to steal after Jackie Robinson in, in 1955. But there's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 times uh, somebody had stolen home in the World Series, but nobody since uh, 2002. And prior to that, it, it had been 1964 since somebody had stolen home in the World Series. Uh, and, and, and 
Manuel Margot was was very close. Uh, I thought on the replay it, it showed that he had maybe gotten his hand in there before the tag got him on the chest. But and I saw a, a tweet from Trevor Bauer saying, you know, hey, yeah. is anybody going to look at that replay? But uh, again, that's the other uh, benefit of of watching the World Series from home and and watching it along with uh, some of these players like Trevor Bauer who who likes to tweet and add his commentary. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you you pick up uh, just following those guys along, and yeah, yeah, it was it was just interesting. I I don't think you can pin it on. I, I don't think you can pin the the loss on Margot getting thrown out at home. I think in that situation he's being aggressive and trying to make something happen with two outs. Yeah, and and you know because uh, you know Adamas is up there. He hasn't hit anything in the World Series. You got to make something happen. And and you know I was looking this up, Joe Fulmer you know, stole home, but it wasn't a straight steal. He, it was on the back end of a double steal, mm-hmm. you know, so he had a much easier time, you know, because the the, uh, the guy going from first to second for the Angels in 2002 drew the throw from the catcher, uh, Benito Santiago, and, uh-huh. and then Fulmer kind of sprinted home. But, you know, Margot, this was a straight steal of home. This was – that's the most exciting play, you know, in baseball, I think. Yeah, it's, it's one of them. Didn't you always say Omar uh... – Omar Vizquel would say that he, if he were a, a manager, he'd call for one of those every game if he could. If yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Remember we were talking to Omar, I think. We had him on the podcast, and he said his rookie year of managing uh, with the White Sox, he, he had a, a kid steal home. Uh, with a left-handed bat. He had a kid steal home with a left-handed batter, and this kid was a high prospect. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, stealing home with a left-handed batter is a very dangerous proposition if the kid – if the – especially in, you know, low ball, like rookie ball, anything like that, where a kid could foul a ball off and kill somebody. Uh, and, and, yeah, he said he got in trouble by the <laughs> – Yeah, the general manager called him the next day and said, well, I don't think we should do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, God, God bless Omar. It's one of the best, best things about him is just that, it, that aggressiveness and, it, you know, keeping the, the surprise element of the game in, in, in what he does. Uh, and Omar was great at stealing home too on yeah. straight steals. He was, I saw him do it a couple of times. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it, it, that's just an, an aggressive, exciting play. Uh, all right. Uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, bring in, uh, just to wrap up our talking about uh, world series play, obviously with the Dodgers in front here now on a day off. Uh, we, we asked our, our readers on subtext, our listeners there, uh, what they think the result of the, the world series is going to be now that the, the Dodgers are in position to win it. Uh, do you think that the the Dodgers will close it out? Their three uh, three two lead. Do you think on Tuesday at Globe Life Field in Arlington they're going to come through and win the the World Series? Uh, Blake Snell starting Game Six for the Rays. Uh, Tony Gonsolin will start for the Dodgers. Uh, what did our subtext readers say would be the result in Game Six? And here's a few of their responses. Uh, the two, three, four area code. I don't know where that is. Uh, this guy says it'll go to a game seven. Uh, Columbus area says, I think the Rays will battle back and win a close game on Tuesday. Uh, three, three, oh, area code. Rays win game six and game seven. Oof. There you go. So uh, rally time for the Rays from the three, three, oh, area code. Uh, Bob in Louisville. Uh, he picked L.A. at the outset. He sees nothing that's changed his mind so far. Uh, this is a referendum on the league. Uh, huge payroll versus small payroll. Uh, at this juncture with baseball, I'll choose the 
the bigger team as the uh, unfortunate victor every time. So I think uh, Bob in Louisville has a has a, a an issue with baseball economics. Uh, <laughs> He's not the only one. <laughs> there you go. Two and six area code. Rays will win game six. Snell starting for the Rays is a big factor. World Series has been great so far. Very competitive, exceptional, timely hitting from both teams. Yeah, I, what do you, they keep mentioning this uh, this stat for the the Dodgers about the two out uh, run scoring and two out productivity, and they they say it's it's the most two out hits and the most two out runs scored uh, since the 1997 Indians in the World Series that 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 club in the in the playoffs. Uh, what do you remember about, you know, just about that run and the Indians being able to score with two outs in, in the postseason that year? Yeah, I mean, uh, they were, uh, they were, you know, I, the 97 team was kind of the most, uh, out of all those teams, Joe, that got to the postseason during that great run in the 90s, that was kind of the, probably the most unexpected team to, to go as deep as they did. And uh, I remember, you know, Sandy Alomar just had an unconscious postseason. In, in fact, um, Corey Seager, the Dodgers shortstop, drove in his 19th run of the postseason in the first inning last night, and that tied Sandy uh, and uh, I think Big Poppy and uh, Scott Spezio for second place, you know, among uh, RBIs in, in, in one Andy postseason. Had, Sandy had that many RBIs that year? RBIs. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't that was, even... you know. That was the year, you know, he, that was his year. He had the 30 game hitting streak. He won the all-star game, you know, had the home run. And, and then uh, I, was that 97 when he hit the home run off of? Uh, yeah, it was AL uh, division series game four at progressive field or at Jacobs field at the time off Mariano Rivera. Um, he homered, I believe to tie the game. Uh, yeah. Was, tied the game. And then they won it in the ninth because they were four outs away from, you know, getting eliminated. And that was, you know, that was when Mariano Rivera was God, you know, no one could touch him. And, uh, but that was Sandy's year. He did 30 game hitting streak. He, he, he won the all-star game at, at progressive field, Jacobs field with the home run and then uh, drove in 19 runs in, in the uh, postseason. Yeah, I did. That's just an amazing stretch by them. But, but yeah, I, I guess just to see these guys, these Dodgers uh, doing what is not common right now in baseball is hitting with two outs, uh, getting base hits and extra base hits instead of, uh, you know, swinging for the fences with, you know, two outs, two strikes, and, and just these clutch situations. I guess the, you know, clutch RBI is, is, is becoming a, uh, a, a, like, it's going by the wayside. It's becoming out of vogue in, in baseball uh, because everything is, is, you know, three true outcomes. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like a guy like Max Muncie, what he's got like twelve, R three home runs, twelve RBIs. I think in, uh, I think most of those RBIs in this postseason have come with two outs, and uh, it's just uh, they're 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 really really dangerous, and and they can, you know, everybody in that in that club kind of hits the ball out of the park too. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, Corey Seager's got like not eight home runs, um, you know, and. Uh, Bellinger is on, you know, he's, he's, he's had a great postseason as well. I think they've hit, they've hit maybe 38 home runs this postseason. That's just great. And that's exactly what they're built for. But yeah. uh, again, the, the Rays too are, are sort of built that way as well, offensively at least. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they led the American League. I, I believe they were one of the top teams in the American League in home runs and also in strikeouts. So that's, that's just sort of what, 
And you really have to mention what Randy Rosarina has done uh, offensively this season. He just came out of nowhere, really, and and he's the hottest hitter on the planet right now. And he he continues to produce at the plate for the Rays uh, in, in every situation. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got nine home runs of a postseason record. He's got the most hits ever in a postseason. You know, single in the – in the, uh, what, the third inning last night gave him, I think, you know, 27-20. He had been tied with uh, you know, Kung Fu Panda, Pablo yeah, Sandoval, Pablo I Sandoval. think. And, and uh, so, I mean, he's just had, you know, he, I mean, whoever heard of this guy? You know, this is a guy kind of, you know. <laughs> you know the Cardinals. Jumped, yeah, he defected out of Cuba and, like, uh, you know, in some little raft and uh, got to the got to the, the U.S. and, he, he went know, to, I believe he went and played in Mexico and then came to the U.S. from Mexico after he left Cuba. Wow. Man, what a, what a story. And he's just having a great time, man. That's perfect. All right. Uh, wanted to get into uh, and just mention, because uh, I, I, I believe it wasn't brought up uh, at the end of last week, uh, got some Indians who are in line for some postseason awards, as we expected would be the case. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. And, and we will spend, uh, I think, uh, a couple of shows as, as the weeks stretch on uh, looking at the, the finalists in different categories and, you know, what the competition will be and what we think our chances the Indians are will win some of these awards. Uh, just really quickly to run them down uh, for Gold Glove Awards. I think uh, this, this was a category that uh, maybe a couple of surprises in, in that for the Indians. Uh, Roberto Perez, no surprise at all that, that he's chosen, maybe because he didn't play as many games as he, as he could have because of injury this year. But again, uh, a fine defensive catcher, last year's defensive player of the year, uh, again nominated uh, one of the three uh, catchers nominated for the award. Uh, then you had uh, Zach Plesak, uh, who's regarded as probably one of the best athletes on the field whenever he steps out there, uh, nominated one of three pitchers in the American League for the award, and Cesar Hernandez at second base nominated uh, for the Indians there for Gold Glove Awards. Uh, those will be announced uh, later, I believe, in, in – in I think November 3rd they're announced. November 3rd is when those will come out. There's uh, another th important, th uh, you know, selection going on that day as well. On, on November 3rd, yeah, I, I can't quite put my <laughs> finger on it, but – Hopefully, if you're if you're smart, your your all of your duties and everything for for that day have already been wrapped up because uh, <laughs> early, right. believe me, early voting is the way to go with that. You don't <laughs> want to deal with anything on November third. Uh, but just your reaction, uh, obviously Perez, that that's a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, but Plesac and Hernandez picking up nominations for those awards, it, uh, pretty special for 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 both of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, Joe, I was looking this up, and if I'm, you know, hopefully my research is right. The Indians have never had a, a pitcher win a Gold Glove, wow. and uh, you know, so uh, you know, the, and it's you know, it's kind of an inch. You know, I the way they usually do it, um, you know, you know, the managers and co and select coaches have right. you know the bulk of the voting, and then they throw in some saber metrics. But this year they did it based on the uh, saber. Uh, you know, defensive index solely on that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so that made for some uh, interesting choices, like a guy like Clint Frazier, the, the Yankees right fielder, 
is is one of the finalists. And every time I see Clint Frazier, you know, play play the outfield, I'm kind of you know I'm, I'm waiting for the the world to crash down on his head. But you know, he's he's improved. So, but you know, Hernandez definitely. I thought you know he played very well. Solid second baseman. Uh, and Plesac, like you said, Joe, he's very, very athletic. We just didn't get to see him so much. You know, what, he had only had eight starts, but, but I mean, you know, that, that right. short season, that, that's okay. Right, and I guess, I guess that might be something that they don't hold against them this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe the computer doesn't hold it against them when they don't play as many games uh, in a season. But if you're, if you're – you just got to go back to I, – I, I remember being in Kansas City last season and watching – uh, police act, get off the mound and catch a, a foul pop in uh, up the first baseline and just full layout and dive and make that catch. Yeah, that and, was a great play. And thinking, wow, this kid could, could really play anywhere on the infield, couldn't he? I, I believe he was a shortstop in, uh, yeah, in high school. In high school. And, and he, he played a little shortstop in college at Ball State. And, as well. and first base, too. He, I think he played in, you know, at first base in college. And, uh, you know, the, the, one, the one name I was surprised – um, you know, Lindor wasn't on there, and he right. won a gold club last year. And they had some guys, uh, uh, you know, Goodrum from uh, – Nico Goodrum from Detroit was a yeah. finalist. Yeah. And, you know, and they, and they had a couple other strange choices there that I, I – you know, it wasn't computing with me. Right. And um, as I recall, I believe the uh, – towards the end of the season, the Tigers moved Goodrum yeah. out of shortstop, didn't they? He lost the he spot. He was playing the outfield, wasn't well, he, or the first well, base? It was because Willie Castro was hit, hitting the ball all over the place. But, yeah, you know, think about it. And, and that's what they, they said. Goodrum could play both, and they sort of gave him shortstop at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, there were a, a lot of curious nominations in that category uh, in, in that for, for the Gold Gloves. But we'll get into more of those. I just wanted to make sure we mentioned here today uh, that those awards will be announced, I guess, November 3rd. And then uh, beginning the week of November 9th, all the big-time awards will be handed out. The BBWAA awards will roll out uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of that week, uh, beginning with, I believe, the Rookie of the Year. The Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year awards will be announced on um, the, the, the 9th there. Uh, we don't have the finalists yet, but I, I expect those will be coming out, if, if not today, then at some point. Uh, so we'll find out if James Karinchak gets a, a nod there, finished finished in the top three at least. Um, also on the tenth, you've got the uh, the Manager of the Year awards. Uh, I would I would expect uh, Kevin Cash of the Rays might probably get a look in, in that category. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the eleventh, uh, you're going to have the Cy Young. So. Uh, Shane Bieber uh, can get the tripod and the uh, get his uh, his living room all set up for uh, for the broadcast because I'm sure Major League Baseball Network will be in uh, in his living room with uh, with everything all ready to roll for him to accept the the Cy Young Award on the 11th and then on the 12th the MVP award uh, he might be doing double duty maybe he gets both yeah he might get both Jose Ramirez will be in there He'll, he should get some votes. Uh, yeah, that's going to be. And uh, what about Bauer and Bieber? Maybe, maybe they they team up for the AL and NL Cy Youngs. That 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 should be a fun night to, uh, on Thursday the eleventh to to see, you know, what happens uh, with the Cy Youngs. I, I think two two guys who were on the Indian staff in twenty eighteen uh, can 
can walk away with the Cy Young Awards that night. Should be should be fun to watch. And in the Player Choice Awards, Joe, they they already did that. Uh, Bieber won the AL Outstanding Pitcher, and Bauer won the uh, the NL Outstanding Pitcher, and uh, Carrasco Carlos uh, won the AL uh, Comeback Player of the Year. So right, both right. well deserved. Right, it's sort of like uh, the the movie award seasons where the the same guys keep winning, or you can tell when the like sort of the minor or ancillary awards are announced, who the the major guys are gonna you know be if uh, if the the big award for Shane Bieber is the Cy Young you, you pretty much tell he's got that wrapped up because everybody else voted for him for these top pitching awards in those categories so the, the one that's surprising me so far is that Ramirez isn't getting as many looks I don't think uh, or, or votes in the in these other awards so uh, that, yeah. that could be a little disturbing right right and uh, and he's what he's had two third place finishes in the in the MVP uh, I think he'll finish. He should, if he doesn't win it, he should finish high. I would imagine you 10, 10 places, 10, you, you vote for 10 guys in the MVP. I th I would think he's got to finish in the top five. I, I, I'm going to be a little more pessimistic if I'm predicting, if you if I'm laying money on it, I think he finishes fourth or fifth this year. I think he finishes outside of finalist uh, range, but I, I don't, I think he was definitely more deserving of, of a high finish, but uh, I don't think that he's going to get – again, you got to remember, uh, the voters who are – the guys who were voting for this did not see him on the East Coast or the West Coast. Only only the writers really in uh, the Central Division teams got to see him play this year. Yeah, that's true. And he came on late, too, in the right. – you know, from the second second half of September. Yeah, That's just when few, he really got hot. Just a few things working against him there, and I, I think that's going to cost him. Um, in, in terms of a finalist vote. Plus, you've got guys who are going to, they're going to vote Abreu. There are always going to be guys voting for Trout, no matter what. There's, there are people who are going to vote for Trout as the MVP, <laughs> regardless of what he does from here until he retires. So, yeah. uh, I, and, and, and I get it to a degree, but again, you've got to recognize and reward performances. And I think Ramirez was special this year. All right, uh, back on the bicycle, I guess, uh, every day from now until uh, – until we go to, to spring training uh, uh, five days a week here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, we'll be back with you again tomorrow um, and, and looking forward to some some guests in the coming weeks as well. Wednesday, good All to right, talk Joe. To you. See you.